From the Bob Marley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of February 1st, 2012. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Worling, Julie Martin, Teresa Eccles, Kevin Close, and John Magi. Walter Eccles back in the peanut gallery. Max, the intern, on a food run. We'll be back soon with food, which I need desperately right now because I'm starving. Uh, in this week's show, I'll talk about uh, things... To consider if you're thinking about staying off property, off Disney property, for your next vacation. Kevin, John, Teresa, and Kathy have their report on counter-service dining at the Disney parks. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the show, everyone. Um, Our apologies that this is going up a little late. We were traveling earlier in the week. Uh, we had an event in New Jersey, which was wonderful, and Adventures by Disney event that we attended, and along with uh, several other people, and we had a nice time. Did some gambling down in Atlantic City, which was a lot of fun. I haven't done that in a, wa- a long time. We had a good time. Did and you leave up or down? Up. Good. Oh, up. That's good. I left down. Mm. Up. Kevin was up. Good job. Walter was up. So... Thanks to uh, so you all have my money. If you give it back to me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's even. that's how it's going to work. Um, all right, in housekeeping, a um, couple of things. Uh, Corey wanted me to uh, let everybody know that you can plus one us on Google Plus now. Um, he's putting a lot of effort. Corey handles our social media and social networking stuff, and uh, he's been putting a lot of effort into the Google Plus. Site. We have one for Dreams, we have one for the Diz, we have one for the show, I think. Um, but we'll put links to that up on the show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. Uh, Google Plus is definitely getting more popular and busier and uh, does some cool things. I mean, I like Google Plus. I don't use it a lot, but I don't even post on Facebook a lot anymore, but, you know, every once in a while. I think Corey does every social media thing he can. Oh, yeah. He loves it's it. Like, Foursquare, have you ever heard of that? Yep. yep. I did that for a little I have no bit. idea what that was. But he does everything. He loves that stuff, yeah. He Twitters, he, I don't know. I'm, I do Facebook and that's it, so I'm not really up on all the... I go on the boards. <laughs> exactly. That's it. You're like me. Uh, also want to remind everybody about our the reviews area on the Diz. Um, we uh, you know, get some, some decent traffic, but it you know could use some... some Updated reviews. So if you've stayed at Walt Disney World or Disneyland recently, um, any of the hotels, restaurants, attractions, things like that, head out to our reviews area and share your thoughts uh, with others who are using that to help plan their trips. Um, I also want to just give a shout out to our Disneyland team. Uh, Nancy Johnson, Wayne Toygo, Tom Bell, Tony Spatel. Um, Tony Spatel ran in the Tinkerbell Half Marathon last week, raised $3,000 for Give Kids the World. Awesome. And he Good did it. Him. He did it in a tutu and uh, Tinkerbell wings. I saw Walter wearing the outfit. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> you look good. Walter. I was modeling the outfit prior to Tony. <laughs> That's what he wears on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> and bless his heart, Tony had a cold and was still quite wow. the trooper. He had the same thing that I had. 
and I don't. I could barely move. I don't know how hmm. he ran thirteen. He miles. managed to run thirteen miles. Wow! He was a trooper, and he did it. And he did a personal best. He finished in I forgot what the exact time was two hours ten minutes or something like that. Um, but he, uh, he, you know, and uh, it was great getting the chance to go out and spend time with those folks and. Um, really be reminded of what a wonderful group of people they are. What a great show they do with our Disneyland show. If you haven't listened to it, I really encourage you to. Uh, especially right now, they are um, getting ready to do their first anniversary show, um, which they're real excited that about. That is exciting. It is. And they are giving away a two-night stay at the Grand Californian. All you got to do is send in your best Disneyland tip. And uh, there'll be more information on that. Uh, there's actually I, I, there'll be more information on that on the show they're putting up this week. But they also have a post on the Disneyland forums on disboards.com. We'll have a link to those forums. And uh, go check out their show. They really are uh, they're a wonderful group of people. And if you're thinking about a Disneyland trip, um, then it's a great resource. I get so much information from it. They really, they're just so knowledgeable about every aspect of, of that area, of not just that, the parks, but that whole area, that whole Southern California area. They, they're just a fountain of information and the nicest, honest to God, the nicest people you ever want to meet. I just, I love spending time with them. I love being around them. Um, and they work so hard on that Disneyland show. You, have, you guys have no idea behind the scenes, the amount of effort they put into that show. And Don't how they Skype or something to do they, the they, show? You're right, because they're all in different parts yeah. of California. So, you know, Wayne's up in, in, in the San Jose area. Uh, Tom is in, like, I don't know, Compton or <laughs> <laughs> wherever Tom is from. You know, Nancy's in Burbank. Tony's, uh, I think Tony's fairly close to Disneyland. I know Tom doesn't live in Compton, but um, I think he lives someplace with a sink. Um, and they, yeah, they do it. They do it via Skype, um, and oh yeah, I gave them money to get new equipment. So, but uh, I mean, they really—they just—they're a great group, an absolutely great group of people. And I was—I had so much fun with them, and everybody who showed up to support Tony, uh, our friends John and Jennifer Grinald, uh, got a rented a, 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 a grand villa at the. Grand Californian for one night to have a meet. We had a wonderful meet there. And I, I hope the people there, like, oh. enjoyed. I was, you know, really, I was still sick um, and was on a lot of cold medication. The rant fest? And, well, I don't mm-hmm. think it was a rant fest so much. Is you know, we got into a discussion about the behind the scenes on the boards and what goes on, what goes into running those boards. And they seemed really interested in it, and I was like saying things that I normally wouldn't say in public. Um, not that it's necessarily bad stuff; it's just I was being even more honest than I normally am. And uh, I think they—they they were intrigued. They seemed intrigued. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, antihistamines, you know, that's what it does to me. But uh, that was a lovely meet that they had. We had about, I think, about twenty people there. It was a nice time. And, uh, you know, the Grand, the Grand Villa was beautiful. And, you know, although it was in the Grand Californian, which, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, it was awesome. And the Disneyland Hotel. I'm going to have my full report on the Disneyland Hotel next week. But let me tell you, the changes of that hotel, 
absolutely gorgeous. My new favorite Disney hotel. It was always one of my favorites. But after this stay, boy, I'm, I'm just, I can't wait to go back. So that's what I have for housekeeping. What about the rest of you? Oh. There are bells. I, I actually do. An angel lost its wings. <laughs> angel got shot out of the sky. This is um, about Give Kids the World. And I don't know how many of you guys know, but uh, Nikki Bell and Tara, TSW Jan 9 8. All these people with the weird numbers we and letters. Tara, yes. Yeah, I know you know who she is, but I just don't understand all the letters and numbers and just pick a name. But still like you, Tara. <laughs> They're doing, um, they came up with a February challenge for Give Kids the World. It's in celebration of Valentine's Day. They're inviting all of our Dizzers and listeners to participate um, in order to help us raise a million dollars for Give Kids the World. You should form a team of one to five people, and they do not have to be from the Diz. But, um, you know, ask your family, ask your colleagues, just want you to form a team and get ready to compete. All in good fun. You'll create an official team name and send a PM to either Nikki or Tara. Um, And then you can also have a list of your team members' names. If they're on the boards, please list their board names. And then from the 1st of February, which was a couple of days ago now, through the 29th, you should work as hard as you can to collect at least $100, if not more. Um, Whoever collects the most money... Is going to win, so to speak. Um, you get creative. Ask for donations for your team instead of chocolate or flowers for Valentine's Day. Maybe skip dessert at your Valentine's it's Day. It's a brilliant meal. idea. These were some suggestions that Nikki and Tara came up with, um, and donate the difference, you know, from your your dinner if you don't have dessert. And what are they going to win? They're going to win a Diz Unplugged T-shirt. No, they're not. I think they should win something better. Okay. I a think mug. they should win something better. A mug. <laughs> What do you think, John? Should they win something better? No, absolutely not. This is for charity. They should be glad they're doing it. It's all about self-satisfaction. Let's see how interesting we can make them. <laughs> we'll come up with something cool. Yeah. We were at the, all kidding aside, we were at the New Jersey uh, Adventures by Disney meet, and this was a big topic of conversation. They're all talking about what they're going to do. And they're not just talking about interacting on the boards. They're talking about getting together and having events. So, so what do you think we should give them? John. I, n- nothing. They get nothing. No, we, let's give them some. The satisfaction of a job well done? Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, l- listen to the, the, the cheap bookends. <laughs> it's the like cheap. you guys came from the Depression era or something. <laughs> yeah, really. All, right, All your man. hard work. Good job. Pat <laughs> exactly. on the back. How about, <laughs> how about we give, uh, we give uh, everybody on the winning team, uh, we'll give them two tickets to Cirque du Soleil. The teams have to be registered with Nikki or Tara, though. Correct. Yes. And then there's a thread on the boards. I actually can't get to it right now because the boards are, you know, Snow. down. Well, the, And there was a message from Alex that said I couldn't get on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, and actually, when you finish this, I'm going to talk about that. Okay. Very cool. I so, think that's great. Two tickets. That's two tickets to Cirque du Soleil. Per team member. Per team member. Very cool. So yeah. five, five members on the team will give 10 tickets to Cirque du Soleil. They even suggest, you know, do some gentle bantering back and forth to try to encourage each other, you know, please be in good fun. Don't hurt feelings. And then obviously um, the most money raised will be the team that wins. They'll get their Cirque du Soleil tickets. And um, the 29th is the last day to raise money. So I guess on the ne- the show the following week we'll announce the winner, correct? Perfect. Okay. Yeah. There may not be a show that week because we're traveling. So it may be the 14th of March when we announce it. Um, we have some stuff going on. So, Oh, yeah. I forgot. Corey won't be here. <laughs> so, 
No, it'll still be like the ninth. I won't be here, but you guys will. So. Yeah. Okay. So just if you have any questions, you can post on the thread, or you can obviously private message Nikki or Tara. It's um, well, Nikki Bell's is Astrid, Nikki Bell, Astrid, and then Tara is T S W Jan J A N nine eight seven eight. Oh, it says nine eight on here. Okay. Oh. They're doing something else too. It says seven eight. Yeah, I wonder if this is. I hope this is a typo. Or this is. <laughs> so it's either seven eight or nine eight. Figure it out yourself. <laughs> okay, you'll find her on the podcast board. She posts quite a bit. Yeah, yeah I, I want to. Uh, I, I do want to address the the issues with the boards. I know the boards have been having a lot of problems. Let me explain to you uh, what happened. Um, I'm not mentioning company names here, but uh, we have been uh, hosted. Our servers have been hosted by the same company for many, many years. Um, and uh, recently, we've had some issues. And uh, there was supposed to be all new servers ready for us last September. And uh, this company dropped the ball. And it's uh, we were not able. It was a whole host of, of screw-ups that this company made that have eventually now led me to decide... Um, one of the most frightening decisions I have to make um, is to decide to move our stuff to a new company. And I have decided to do that. We are moving to a new web hosting company because we are unable. And when you consider the amount of money we spend on these servers, it's just mind-bending that we have this issue. But uh, we have decided to move to another company that has um, a different approach on how we should have our servers set up. And uh, we'll hopefully, moving forward, make, sh- uh, make it that uh, we never have these issues with the boards again. And uh, that was really how this company won this, won this contract, is that they put together something really creative and unique uh, that really took the very special considerations of our site into, into account and have created something I think will, uh, will, will be great. So... <coughs> So uh, it will probably be within the next month to six weeks before we see that move happen. I just made the final final decision that we're going to do it a few days ago. So I just ask your patience. Uh, I know it's frustrating. It's frustrating for us, too, believe me. Um, I can't get to them any faster than you can. Um, But uh, we are doing everything we can. It's unfortunate, but uh, this was out of our control. Um, you know, Alex had it all set up. He had it all set up, and our hosting company dropped the ball. And now they've lost a huge account, a huge account, and it's going somewhere else. So that's how it works. So I just wanted to address that. And so I did. What else do we have for housekeeping? Anything? I have um, some more Give Kids the World events. We have one that's this weekend, as a matter of fact. It's have to act really quick by the time this show gets up. Get my glasses on here. They're having the Philalectic Society. Okay. Philatelic? No, it says Philalectic. Kind of society. Philalectic. I don't know. Okay. The Society of Jesuit High School in New Orleans will hold its annual senior directed one act play February 1st through the 4th. So you can go tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. And admission for the event is either $5 or five canned goods. 
All monetary proceeds will be donated to Give Kids the World through the power of 10, and all canned goods will be donated to the Second Harvesters Food Bank in New Orleans. And all the shows were chosen, cast, and directed by the seniors of Jesuit and other area high schools. So uh, we'll have a link up to that one. I can tell you what it is if you'd like to know. The Philalectic Society is the oldest extracurricular activity at the Jesuit High School and is dedicated to educating students in all aspects of the theater arts by producing huh. high school plays. Awesome. Very cool. Learn something new every day. And then um, Tara has also started a Super Bowl challenge to benefit Give Kids the World. Hmm. So she said... Love so, these ideas, people. So being in the heart of Patriots country, I thought I would issue a little challenge to you Giants fans and other Pat fans. <laughs> in lieu of betting, I thought we could raise some money for Give Kids the World. We all make our wager, and if our team loses, we must donate that amount to Give Kids the World. How much faith do you have in your team, or how much do you Great want to idea. see the other team lose? So, so far, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people signed up for the Patriots to win. And we have three people for the Giants. Oh, come on, Giants fans. Come on. Come on. So, yeah, we can get that going. And we have somebody who is working on the first Canadian Give Kids the World event. And it's going to be August the 11th outside of Halifax. That's Hockey Mom NS. That's Evelyn. Uh, In Nova Scotia. And um, we are, uh, unfortunately, that is one I'm not going to be able to make. I'm actually taking my mom on an Alaska cruise uh, that starts that day. But uh, we are going to send some folks from the show up to that. Um, and uh, I realize that Nova Scotia is not, uh, like, you know, in anybody's backyard. Um, and that people will have to travel. So, <clears throat> you know, maybe we should work in conjunction with this, this lady and, you know, make it a little weekend thing. And make it an event and have people, you know, see if we can get people to travel. Is it during the winter in Nova Scotia? No, oh, it's in August. August. Oh, August. Okay. It's we'll always winter. Hey, we can all Nova handle Scotia. that. <laughs> we're, sending, we're sending Teresa to the... To the, to the, uh, the Great White North. Uh, the Great White North. Teresa, it's always dark and it's always winter. Get out my checker boots or whatever. <laughs> Get your big fluffy white hat and the muff. Fuzzy coat. And then we have one final one. Um, this lady who sells a product is willing to donate the, um, the proceeds. If anybody buys through her link, that she's going to give the proceeds to what's, give kids the world. What's the product? Yeah, really. What's Sensi? the product? Oh, those are candles. Yeah, yeah. I've heard about that. They're really popular. Product. Oh yeah, like a okay. my product. Yeah. <laughs> Air quotes. So she's chosen a few of the warmers and the scents that they can purchase, and anything that. And she says, I will donate the proceeds of these products to give kids the world. And That's the awesome. The I like that. Because, I like I mean, they do that. People yeah. make, some people make this their job. Well, you see, and, and, this and, and this is exactly the sort of stuff I want to see happen. And it's brilliant, and I love it, and I thank you all for putting your effort and your time and your passion into doing this. And I encourage all of you who listen to the show, all of you, this is a great cause Give kids the world. I don't think there's any controversy Mm-mm. around that. And if there is, there's something wrong with you. Um, this Can I is- add to the making your own product stuff? Um, Stella started making these little fairy people, and she's taking them to school. And I thought she was giving them to people. Well, she was selling them, and she came back with the money. And she came up with the idea that she wants to give it to give kids the Isn't world. Isn't that sweet? Oh and and they're just, I mean, it's simple. It started out with a simple little kit that we bought for Christmas. And 
that's something little kids can do. How much I mean, is she selling these for? Uh, 50 cents a piece. Oh. But still. Stella, five bucks. I mean, they're adorable <laughs> little fairy people that she's making out of, so you know, cute. flower petals and, you know. I mean, she should adorable. charge a dollar. That's what I told her. I said, you need to up the price, girl, because, you know. I can get her better distribution for 30%. Okay. <laughs> this is in Shark Tank. <laughs> but it's something little awesome. kids can do. Little kids can really, do. That she just, has her to, own idea about yeah. it. That's great. To me, it's that means anybody can do anything. So does know. she have like a little jar or something where she's putting all this money that she's saving? In her little bank, yeah. Oh, she's okay. got a bell bank that she's keeping her money in. The Very coins good. that she keeps the paper, the folded money someplace else. I don't know where that goes. She hides it from Grace. But Maybe anyway. there's a hole in her mattress. <laughs> Nordstrom. <laughs> she hides it from Grace. You got to. I, we have to hide everything from Grace. But um, anyway, it's it's something it, it kids can do anything to help too, and it gets everybody involved. Yep. So, yeah. And yeah, I and, and that's awesome. And these are all great ideas. And this is all you know. I encourage everyone who listens to this show think about what you can do. Doesn't have to be elaborate. Doesn't have to be huge. In your life, in your world, where can you raise a hundred bucks to help an organization that does something so amazing and so giving? I just—it's honestly—it's they're so everybody who works there, everybody involved with Give Kids the World, just the most loving, giving, kind, caring people. I mean, they really take what they do seriously. And all they care about, you know, I think voted again this year, most responsibly managed uh, charity in the United States. When you talk about how little of what is raised goes into administration, very little of it, I think maybe 5 or 6%, maybe not even. So you're talking about 5 cents out of every dollar goes to pay the salaries and administer the, the charity, 95 cents out of every dollar going to the mission. Uh, you don't see that anymore. That's unheard of. But it's, the, it's a testament to the brilliance and the, the heart of Pamela Lanworth, who's the, uh, the executive director of Give Kids the World. And her dad, and all, who started it. No, her husband. Oh, I apologize. It was her, her husband, uh, Henry Lanworth, who started it. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she can pull a tear out of you, can't she? Oh, she sure can. She's oh, just amazing. She's just amazing. She's unbelievable. Pam Landworth is just unbelievable. And, uh, you know, and she's every bit, you know, it was really sweet. She sent me a, an email uh, last Sunday morning wishing Tony good luck um, on the race, which I thought was really sweet. Uh, she appreciates this grassroots effort. Um because one of the things she said to me is that, you know, the money's certainly important, but equally as important is getting the word out that Give mm-hmm. Kids the World exists. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just have no idea. There are people here in Florida, in Orlando, that have no idea this place exists. And that was one of the reasons we set this up the way we did. Like I said, I never expected we were going to raise a million dollars in a month or a year or two years or five even. I wanted to do something that could be a constant narrative on this show, on the site, get people in this community involved to get the word out and increase the visibility and the knowledge about Give Kids the World and raise money for them at the same time. And that's what you're all doing by setting these things up. You're getting the word out. 
And uh, I can't thank you all enough. And to the rest of you listening, think about what you can do. Think about what you can do. We really appreciate it. And whenever we can show up for any of these meets or events, uh, we will. We absolutely will. So anything else? Anything else for housekeeping? Going once, going twice. John with the news. All right. I want to give a little warning before I read the first news story. It's a little sad. Oh, jeez. So we have be, no tissues. Didn't yep. see that coming. Oh. If you don't want to be bummed out, just sort of fast forward. The other two stories are okay, I promise. Space out, Teresa. Space really? out. La, 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 la. All right. Our first news story. SeaWorld and Universal bar teen with no hands from thrill rides. Katie Champagne, a 17-year-old from Michigan, was visiting SeaWorld Orlando last week, and she was told she wouldn't be able to ride the park's Kraken roller coaster. It wasn't the first time she'd been denied theme park thrills. During a visit to Universal Orlando's park in December, personnel told her she couldn't ride the Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey attraction. The family's tickets were refunded. It was humiliating, she said of the recent SeaWorld incident. Officials at both parks cite safety rules for their decision. Kraken is a floorless coaster that hits speeds of 65 miles an hour. Rule states that riders must be able to grasp the coaster's pull-down harness with at least one hand. But Champagne's attorney told the Orlando Sentinel she is able to grasp with her arm, and barring herself from the ride could be a violation of the American. Barring her from the ride could be a violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Act. While Katie was born without hands, she's a skilled equestrian. She can climb a rope. She can text on her cell phone, and she wants to be an artist. Uh, her lawyer also goes on to say it doesn't matter what you grasp with; it just matters that you can grasp. You're not saying, can you do this? You're saying you have to do it this way. If she can hook her arm on there. I say let her ride. Let her ride it. Let her ride it. And I, you know. Kraken is pretty severe. I mean, it would just be bad if they did. And then if for some reason she goes upside down one time too many and falls out. I mean, I can sort of see the the point. But there's a harness. But I have to ask. Would there also be a lawsuit if something happened to her because she couldn't? Right. If they let her on and something happened. You know, when it comes to these rides, especially these thrill rides, they are engineered. You know, there's a lot of engineering that goes into this. And, you know, I, I, I feel for her, but I, I have to say that, you know, I don't think they're trying to be mean. I don't think they're trying to be discriminatory. I think... This is an eye towards safety, and that is something that these parks have a paramount responsibility to do. And, you know, her lawyer or her or her family or us don't understand the engineering requirements behind this to be able to say, oh, the, the parks are wrong. Um, I feel for her. I really do. I feel for her, and, and I can understand why this is upsetting. Uh, but at the same time, theme parks have an obligation to keep their guests safe, and they have to go based on what the company who built the ride says are the safety limitations. They can't be making things on the fly. They can't be, you know, maybe this will have them go back and revisit. But because this girl with no hands is able to do certain things, perhaps another guest in the same situation may not be able to do those things. So how can you create a blanket rule right, she's lived around one person? Them. Exactly. And so I think your point is well taken, Kevin, that, that it's, it's, if something happens to her, you know, where's the loss? You know, how, how soon is that lawsuit going to get filed? Right. But 
the Forbidden Journey, it doesn't go upside down, does it? No, it doesn't go yeah. upside down. I don't, it's pretty I mean, jerky, and, though. I was yeah. It on. is pretty jerky, but, I mean, it's not, I mean, you're seated. It has a harness. Again. I don't, see, yeah. the, prob- the, the rules are not made on a specific case-by-case basis. Right. The rules are pretty general. They're pretty broad. And, I, again, I hate to see anybody not able to do something that they really want to do. But, again, I think, and I don't usually, excuse me, <clears throat> I don't usually side on the side of the corporation, but I think to myself, they also have to protect themselves and everybody else on the ride. Even if you go beyond and saying, okay, let's get her to sign a waiver that she won't sue if she gets hurt, it's still not going to be nice if she gets hurt. It's still not going to be pleasant in the park, and people are still going to feel badly if she gets hurt on their ride. So there's another level to it. I would have just the, the financial. There's, you know, and I don't think these rules were devised with her in mind. No. Oh, no. No, of course not. So I don't think it's a, a discrimination thing. No. It's just... No. And, you know, again, I feel for her, but, um, you know, they have to set... There has to be set rules that cover everyone regarding safety. And those rules have to be created by the engineers who created the ride and are not subject... Can't be subject to interpretation based on, you know, pulling heartstrings. I also think to myself... Agreeing exactly with what you say, people who are height challenged, and there are people out there, and I, I'm not going for a joke here. I'm not doing this at anybody's no, expense, got, I, but there are people who are not tall enough to ride most of the rides at Disney World, and these are adults. Mm-hmm. So I think to myself, do you re-engineer a ride so that absolutely everyone can go on. And what does that do then to the ride? Do we make them easier and gentler and less dangerous if you're not able to meet the requirements? It's just, it's a very, very, it's a very difficult hill to climb. It is. It is. So. I feel bad for her. I do. I, I really do. But I also, I think. She's how I, old? Just 17. Old? Yeah. I mean, especially being at her age. Yeah. She wants to do things like this. Uh, I just, I, I, I think I have to side with the theme parks on this. I really do. So, no win situation. It is. It is. All right, moving on to our next news story. Disney Cruise Line announces new itineraries and ports, ports of call. Last week, Disney Cruise Line released the rest of their 2012 and 2013 cruise itineraries for the Disney Magic and Disney Wonder cruise ships. Most Disney Cruise Line fans had already heard about the new ports of call for months, but the details weren't announced until late January. It's another one of those Disney secrets that they're so good at keeping. For the first time ever, the Disney Wonder will sail out of the Port of Miami on four- and five-night Bahamian cruises, as well as two special six- and seven-night holiday Caribbean sailings. The Wonder will set sail from Los Angeles to Miami on a 14-night Panama Canal crossing December 19, 2012. In addition, the Disney Magic will will return to the Mediterranean in 2013, with four, Yay. seven, and 12-night sailings. The very popular 12-night sailings include some new and exciting ports of call for Disney Cruise Line, including two stops in Greece and one in Turkey. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Disney Cruise it's the Line. one I'm booked on. Disney Cruise Line's Mediterranean adventures start off with a 14-night transatlantic sailing departing out of the port of Galveston, Texas, on May 18th. Why are they going into Galveston? Because that's where the, that's where the ship be. is. Yeah. It's going to finish up its Galveston runs. One huge disappointment for Disney Cruise Line fans for 2013 is that they are doing away with sailings out of New York City. These cruises are very popular and th- were very popular in 2012, and many cruisers are hoping one of the ships will return to but New York. But they didn't sell out. The 
That's because they were ridiculously overpriced. When they got mm-hmm. when they got up to being almost sold out, the price jumped so much that it's becoming. There's yeah. two night sailings. You can go on a five night sailing for the same cost. Yeah. We, you know, you don't know, never know. Maybe we'll see discounts in the future, but I think those ships are full enough now that they're not going to yeah. go down. And I think I think it's going to be like the Mediterranean. I think you're going to see them come back in 2014. Yeah. I really do. Well, that's kind of what they did. They took a year off from the Mediterranean, and now everybody wants Well, because they go. couldn't sell it. Right. So it's kind of like maybe every other year. You that's why you see four, what is it, four, seven, ten, and twelve? Is that what they're doing? Four, seven, and twelve. Four, seven, and twelve. Well, the fours are kind of like... They're getting them in position. They're like bookending the, the cruises and then yeah. they're starting the 7s and 12s. All right. And our final news story, Disney allows employees facial hair after 60 years. As per recently announced new guidelines, employees at Disneyland in California and Florida are permitted to grow beards or goatees for the first time in 60 years. The facial hair policy has been, pla- has been in place since the first park in California opened its doors in 1955. Cast members have always had to adhere to some of the most strict appearance guidelines in the corporate world, including limitations on dress, hairstyle, makeup, eyewear, and personal hygiene. Even hair color. Even hair color. Mm -hmm. A slight concession was made in 2000 when employees were allowed to grow mustaches as long as they were grown when the employee was on holiday. Today's change in policy, this week's change in policy, makes marks the biggest policy concession by the notoriously conservative company in six decades. However, the guidelines remain far from liberal. The rules still forbid piercings, tattoos, extreme hairstyles or colors, and non-natural makeup. Um, so you got to take time off to grow it? Mm-hmm. This, I don't think this policy said they had to take time off to grow it. It was the mustache that they what, had to. But, but I, I read ha- somewhere you had, it has to be grown in. It can't be yeah. scraggly. Right. You yeah. can't work you can't while it's growing in. You can't come to work and in. be like patchy. Uh, yeah, or, and I know. also don't want someone with a beard serving my food. Really, beard well, hair can fall right off. They have to wear hair nuts. Yeah, hair we nets. know what they're going to need a beard net. Well, when they prepare the food, they have to wear a beard net. But I don't know if servers have to. Do they? But still you over your food. Have you ever been to not servers? No. I was going to say I've been to restaurants. Oh, no, not like a server. Server. I meant like a quick service person. Because okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think like if I ever Flipping been to a restaurant. the short curlies on your food. Here's my little short curly. For anybody's me. hair could fall out on your food. Waiters don't that. wear hair nets. Beard hair is a little different for me because right. it could have food in it, and who knows what. <laughs> okay, we do wash our faces. What those of us with with facial hair. I mean, but we do. Do you know why <laughs> stuff hanging off of it? You know why they had that policy back sixty years ago? You know why Walt did it that way? Do tell. I thought it was because he wanted the all-American clean-cut look. No, because self-loathing he, because he had a mustache. He, yeah, he had a mustache. Yes, he did. But he had done a, a study, and the study had shown that. Children would not approach cast members or people with beards. Oh. So that's why we tell our children that. Well, I think times have changed. I mean, right. we're not <laughs> talking ZZ Top. Right. But I'm say- what I'm saying is, you know, like when you first hear it, like, oh, geez, you know, Walt's probably rolling over in his grave because they've changed this. But it was like the reason he put that in place was because children were afraid. And I think nowadays... I don't think children are afraid to yeah. walk up to people with beards. If Walt's rolling over in his grave, he's been watching this whole time, and he's seen how He's rolled a it's few times, changed. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. how people have changed. <laughs> I just hope they have guidelines about grooming and stuff, too. Like, they can't be long or, you know. It has to be between a quarter and a half an inch. Okay. Yeah, there's a, I know, um, the Universal Handbook that I've seen has pictures, and it shows you 
you know, what you can and can't yeah, do. So with your Disney's, yeah, so does Disney's, yeah. They, and I'm sure you can't cut stripes in it, and you know, you yeah. Know. Right. It's got to be neat. This, uh, this article listed some of the other things that are in the Disney lookbook, and it's all things that we've heard before. You mentioned, Julie mentioned, can't have extreme hair colors or, or styles. This is my favorite. Good Lord. Underwear. Cast members are required to wear appropriate undergarments at all times. Patterned or colored undergarments that are visible when worn under tight, under light colored costumes or business attire are not permitted. That makes sense. Well, that makes sense that because makes sense. some of the costumes that people have to wear, they could possibly be see-through. Like the white pants and stuff? Or just sheer, yeah. Yeah. I like see-through. the first sentence. Well, not see-through, a, but What like, land is that? Well, no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I'm, like at Blizzard Beach, they wear white shorts, the custodians. Yeah. And... You need to wear beige underwear with white shorts. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't want red polka dots. There's a Show me your underwear, Mickey. <laughs> There's a rule about wearing their, their sunglasses, too. They right. have to be, your eyes have to be visible yeah. through your sunglasses. But I thought that first sentence was good. They have to have appropriate undergarments. So you can't, yeah, that's like, awesome. You can't go commando, apparently. Well, you know, you want support. You don't want them hanging low. They don't want no <laughs> floppity floppity going on. Are you talking men or women? <laughs> I don't know. The bro. The Sorry. Bro. <laughs> All right, and that'll do it for the news. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> we nearly escaped that one. All right, that will do it for the news. We're going to move on to Rapid Fire. Who would like to go first? I will. Walter. Hello. Walter chiming in from oh, the yeah. peanut gallery. I mean, I'm going to talk about Harbor Nights Romantico. Wine and jazz. It's going to be Friday, February 11th at 6.30. Tickets are $45 online. This is at Portofino Bay? <clears throat> I was going to work my way up to that. Yes. Oh, okay. It's $45 online, $55 at the door. If you want reserved seating with private wine station and past hors d'oeuvres, it's $75 online or $85 at the door. It's held at the Harbor Piazza in February, March, April, September, October, November, and December. This wine tasting and jazz events captures the mood of the Mediterranean. Guests will enjoy wine, gourmet food, live jazz at the Harbor Piazza at the Los Portofino Bay Hotel, for reservations, call 407-503-1200. Cool. Romantico. 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 You gotta say it, you gotta say it right. Romantico. 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 Oh, gosh. <laughs> that sounded like a little like spooktacular. I was just going to say, that's his new spooktacular. All right. Thank you, Walter. Uh, Kathy. Premier and preferred annual pass holders at Universal Orlando will now be not be able to gain early admission to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Islands of Adventure at Universal Orlando. If you want to get into this area now, you have to buy a three broomsticks, fourteen ninety nine breakfast to get into the area. What a rip! Yeah, it is. Oh, so but resort guests still right? Get it's still the same yeah. Resort, resort guests still. It's not pass resort. holders. Oh, that's that's a. If you buy a package, you don't even have to be staying at, the hotel, at their hotels. If you got a package, you get in an hour early. That's a Disney thing, though, too. Pass holders don't get extra magic hours, just resort guests. So, yeah, that's true. Nice. All right, thank you, Kathy. Julie Martin. Okay, um, I have one, and then Corey also sent me with one. So he's dispatching. He's, <laughs> he's dispatching uh, rapid fires from on high. <laughs> Uh, mine is about Universal's Mardi Gras. They are adding two bands to their lineup, the Goo Goo Dolls and Sugar Ray. 
Goo Goo Dolls are going to be on Saturday, March 3rd, and Sugar Ray will be Saturday, March 17th. You know, this is in addition to all the other bands they already have. I mean, they're going to have Kelly Clarkson, which I think is awesome. They got and some big Di- names. Diana, Diana Ross. Yes. I was shocked. They have Boys to Men, Cindy Lauper, uh, the Plain White Tees, Casey and the Sunshine Band. They're always there. The B-52s, um, B-52s are going to be the 11th. They're, yeah. They were there last year. Um, but this is not a chumpy. It's no, not. It's it not never a. Is. It's not a who's that of rock and roll. You know what I'm it saying? It never is. And but this is particularly good this particularly year. Really good this year. Because before they had Hart and Pat Benatar, and the place would be absolutely and packed. This is one of the areas where I give Universal a lot of credit. This is part Mardi Gras. Part of your admission. You're not paying. This is not a hard mm-hmm. ticket event. You're not paying extra for this. You have a ticket to get into Universal that day. You can go to Mardi Gras, and. And that level of entertainment. I mean, that is, I'm sorry, that's really impressive. Pleasure Island used to do stuff like this. I saw Boy George at Pleasure Island back when seeing Boy George was like meant something. a yeah. bigger deal than it would be today. When he didn't have a, a needle hanging out of his arm, yeah. Well, I'd be excited. I thought I was going to marry Boy George when I was five. Oh. <laughs> Learned differently, didn't Yes, him? I did learn differently. Wow. <laughs> oh, honey. And talked about a sheltered life. <laughs> him or Michael Jackson, I was going to marry one of those. Oh. <laughs> How did that work out for you? He died. <laughs> Not too That's good. who you liked and loved. I mean, come on. It was Michael Jackson in 1985. Yeah. But Boy George? He was hot. Boy George was never hot. No, no. I meant Michael Jackson. But no. he was creepy. Boy George, Sadly, I think I was, he wasn't. it was more about his crazy outfits and his makeup and stuff. I thought that was very the intriguing. pads and the, yeah. So. But anyway. When you think um, of Boy George, you think of shoulder pads? I think of just odd. Though I liked his music. I think transvestite. <laughs> That's what I think. Um, just to give you an idea, like you're talking about, uh, the Goo Goo Dolls actually they have four Grammy nominations. They've sold more than 10 million albums, you know, all over the world. 13 top 10 hits in their career. I mean, they definitely are a big band to be adding no, to the lineup. Uh, no, look, th- this is. And Sugar you know, Ray has a game this show. Is, right? This is not. <laughs> This is not theme park chumpy. No, no. Diana no. Ross is one of the top performers of all time. I mean, this is huge. I mean, she's the week before. I mean, and they have Diana Ross, who I mean, admittedly hasn't done much recently, but she's still Diana Ross, right? And then they have contemporary artists who are currently hot. I mean, I'm assuming. I mean, I don't want to say yes, an old man. Um, Kelly Clarkson, but um, Goo Goo Dolls. Big I mean, Time Rush. Yes, Hot Shell Ray. I don't really know who they are, but supposedly they're they like they sing that song about. Thing. Partying on the Hollywood sign. It's a oh, tonight. Top gotcha. And then J. Cole. He's also but some big It's something for everybody. I don't care who you are. Right. I mean, there's some, whether it's Casey and the Sunshine Band from the 70s. Like it's said, somebody for everybody. When they announced Diana Ross, every queen in this, in this town did a collective clutch pearls. Exactly. <laughs> so I saw that, and I, I, my, my pearls were clutched instantly. There's a couple I wouldn't mind going to see. Diana Ross or and for those, oh, I'm sorry. For those of you, when I say clutch pearls, I mean literally like... Clutch your chest, like clutch your pearls. Not, it doesn't mean something else, okay? We're yeah. going to the B-52s, Big Time Rush, and... Cindy Lauper, I'd love to see yeah. Cindy Lauper. I want to see Kelly Clarkson. I love her. So, I also want to give uh, a shout-out, you know, for the lineup for the, the New Orleans bands that are coming. They have the Daddy Mac Blues Band, Little Malcolm and the House Rockers, John Lissy and the Delta Funk, Beth McKee and the Sliders, Gravy, Little Brian and the Zydeco Travelers, J.J., Collier and the Zydeco Knockout, Soul Project, Rockin' Jake, and Big Al and the Heavyweights. Okay, these and that's all, a who's that? that yeah. These are all Zydeco bands from New Orleans. Um, we all personally, over. I like Zydeco. <laughs> I think they are extremely entertaining. It's a lot of fun. We always take Ferris and Finley to sounds go like and a, dance. Sounds like a, a condition. 
Like, <laughs> I guess something you have to have treated. Zydeco. I have Zydeco. Gravy is that like wavy gravy from the? It just says gravy. Woodstock? No. Okay. I guess meaning like they're the gravy, like they're the. I can't say the other word. And then. The <laughs> Anywho. What other word? In Teresa's word, she would say they're the crap. Hmm. I know what word. <laughs> anyway. So anyway. I would, I would never say they're the crap. That's interesting. Well, I'm saying like. Okay, I understand. It's, it's yeah, Teresa's word. Okay. And then the Super Bowl really? champion. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting that. She always Let says go. it. She says, the crap. What, she says what the crap. crap. That's not, why I said crap. they're the crap. No, but that's no, why I said. She was replacing oh, your okay. word for the actual yes. word. Oh, oh, oh. you have to say gravy. This what the gravy? <laughs> okay, the Super Bowl champion, or I mean the Super Bowl VIP from the whoever wins the Super Bowl. Oh, is this course? Yes. Okay. <laughs> They're going to be at the Magic Kingdom on Monday, February 6th. It will be in the afternoon. There will be a parade with confetti and balloons. So and the Giants will be in the Magic Kingdom. Mickey Mouse will be there as well. They always put on a really nice performance they do. for that. More guacamole is eaten on Super Bowl Sunday than any other day. But they are required to say, I'm going to Disney World because they really are? Or they just say it? No, they're 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 contractual. I think they're paid to do it, and I think it behooves them to say it because then they get in a commercial. Whatever, I could care less. Just want some food and it just watch amazes commercials. me yeah. it's when you see make. all the people down Main Street that have their team jerseys on. It's like, did you all pack these to go on vacation? Do you think no, they they're sold giving them, them out? Them. You think maybe Disney's giving them out to cast members? To- I don't know because I said when we were there for like the Steelers and stuff, <coughs> it just seemed like a lot because we talked to a lot of them. They were all Pittsburgh. Well, they're wearing them. If they're on vacation during the Super Bowl, I would imagine they probably have some sort of gear with them. Because, yeah, they're probably going to a local bar. and I'm sure John's got his little shirt ready to go. I do. do. I have my Patriots jersey. Your little, you have a little jersey? little Patriots? I do. But you don't. My brother and my father used to be season ticket holders to the New England Patriots. Wow. They're going to lose. Not that I care, but... I don't make predictions anymore because I'm usually wrong. <laughs> well... I'm a Jersey boy. I got to vote for the Giants. Like, they are them. playing, right? Giants. <laughs> <laughs> we just make special food. And I think watch the I'll commercials. say the Giants because they're of the Manning. Mm. Yeah, we're gonna I'm watch. Good. We're gonna watch the Madonna Bowl. I was just gonna say I'm gonna watch the Madonna portion of the Super Bowl. Yeah, I saw part of her video, okay. American Idol. It's awful, and the song is awful. Yeah. Well. I just I, I look at it saying, okay, you really need to start embracing your age, dear. Yes, you're not 20 anymore. No. And the, uh, was she wearing the black lace gloves? Oh, she's doing all. Well, she was. I don't know. She, That's because you can have everything looked, else lifted, but like, you can't lift your hands. She looks yeah. like a Beverly Hills Science Project. It's horrible. Your hands give your age away. There yeah. are no hand lifts. They are back in no her. No hand lifts. They are back in her. They are back in her into the plastic surgeon's office to get that work done. I want one of those little jars. I heard the song hand. on the radio today. They played it in its entirety, and it's like five minutes. And it's long, it seems like. Yeah. And it's just that she says the same thing over and over and over. Well, Rihanna found love in a bad place or a sad place or a hard place or something like that. And I it's the only words song. for that song. I hate that song. All right. Let's, okay. let's focus. All right. <laughs> Teresa. Thank you, Julie. Okay. Landscape of Flavors Food Court to open at Disney's Art of Animation Resort. Animation. Animation. A landscape of flavors. Landscape of flavors. Food court will offer guests the choice to select food from several mini restaurants, each serving a different style of food. The focus here will be on healthy offerings that guests can customize as they are made fresh to order. 
new options will be a greater beverage selection. Some of the choices include made-to-order fresh fruit smoothies, lemonade and pomegranate limeade, organic teas, wine, coffee, juice, beer, and even gluten-free beer. Mm. Yeah, wine and beer is definitely healthy. This doesn't seem like a new idea. Florida Mall's had one of these for a long well, time. Well, no, um, I'm, I'm thinking it sounds a lot like Seasons at... Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Or sunshine, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, sunshine, sunshine season. They got a soup salad sandwich shop, a world flavor shop, adding Indian African flair to breakfast, scrambled eggs, tandoori potatoes, Portuguese sausage, the pizza shop, make your own pizza. I give it six weeks. No, you the know burger what? Burger shop, breakfast burger with chicken breakfast sausage. It sounds like a food court. Well, it, it it is, but they're doing something. Uh, they're they they're doing I think something similar to what they do over in the land, and you know what that. That that food court in the land, I think, is the best like one it. on property. Yeah. Yes, it is. And it that they're trying this at at a new resort, I give them major credit. It's risky. As I say, I give them really big props for trying, but I don't imagine it's going to do well because I, I think that the majority of people want the something they recognize, something that's not pushing their palate. Well, I think they're going to have regular stuff, but you know, they're adding surf and turf burger with crab cake and fried popcorn shrimp. Sliced fried green tomatoes. That's I mean, right up my alley. Oh, baby. I had those last week. They were so oh, I make them almost every week now, Teresa. Do you? <laughs> I'm addicted. I love fried green tomatoes. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I just think it's fun. I think it's going to be something I, different. So do I. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to choose to think optimistically that people are going to embrace this because it's different. And, uh, you know. R- room service is an option, too. That's really? That's what it says. Wow. I have tandoori potatoes sent to my room. Yeah. It's unusual for grab and go a market like shop. You know what? Um, moderate with good. room service. Hmm. No, it's it's definitely moderate. It's a value. I mean, a value. It's a value. Um, Open. It starts opening stages in May, with the different little areas. Good Disney Lion up King cars, Finding Nemo, and Little Mermaid. Disney upping their game. Have and, you seen? Uh, have you know, you seen we got it. We we have to we have to you know support that because you know we talk about all the time how it's the same thing, same thing, same thing. No matter what they do, it just seems to be repetitive. And here they are. I mean, this this sounds to me like they're stepping out of the box, and I give them credit for that. And I hope people embrace it. I hope we don't have a bunch of fat, ignorant, white trash hanging out in the food court going, where's my burger? Where's my burger? Where's my time? I want some pizza. I think you have, you have many people who have a very standard palate, and they're going to shy away from things like tandoori chicken at a food court. They're going to look for... But they can make their own pizza. Gonna, those things would be popular, mm-hmm. but I think that the more extreme stuff would not be popular. Just I just hope it's not. Just, I'm just I saying. just hope it's not priced out of you know it food court and value. Can't yeah. No, I mean I think you'll be looking at the same thing you see right now. So ten bucks a burger. But, well, they're going to have to be looking at uh, you know a breakfast around the ten dollar per person, lunch about twelve to fourteen, dinner about fifteen to seventeen. Well, right now we're finding that those rooms at Animation, when the resort first opens, you can stay at the Poly for less. Are you kidding? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Is it because they're booked? I don't know what the reasoning for it is, but wow. the rooms are more expensive. Someone posted on our boards that they were going to stay at all Animation and got a cheaper room for her party of five at the Polynesian. Wow. Okay, that's amazing. Well, just wait. I it'll, think that sounds like a fluke. But let's take a look. Have you seen the construction yet? Have you been by to see how far mm-hmm. they've gotten? It's, it's pretty, pretty impressive. Cool. When's it uh, open? May. starts opening in May, I think. Looks a lot better than it did before. Absolutely. I just think it's weird. Part of it is right up against, 
um, Park. Osceola Parkway and the ramp to I. What is it? Is it the ramp to I four? Is that yeah. Uh, yeah, World it's right Drive there. or whatever yeah. that is? It's right there. So you think this is going to take away from Pop? I mean, Pop's right there behind him. Well, because the rooms will sleep five, that's a big plus mm. to have more family suites. So yeah, it's very possible. I'm excited about it. I yeah, I want to see it. Plans to stay there, but I think it'll be fun to go over and check it out. Getting away from the opening week, I'm looking at September, middle of September, for six nights at Disney's Art of Animation Resort for two adults. One moment, please. Oh, Tinkerbell flies around your screen. <laughs> no, just where they have the pixie dust going is. Oh my God. What? It's this is the middle of September, two forty nine a night. That's not value. That's not value. And that's for oh, that's for a Cars family suite. Do you think they're gonna make it a moderate and not a value? Or maybe they just don't have regular rooms available because I'm not seeing a regular room. That's the Cars family suite. Let me move. You know, let's move into January of next year. We can't do next no, year. No, that's right. They're not letting me. Um, 2013's not out. Pastrami cheeseburger topped with pepper jack cheese and a slice of fried green tomato. Is that a date? Yes. Mm. Mm. I've been on kind of a frying kick. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I think the, the... Yeah, these are for the family suites. Uh, I, I'm not seeing a lot of availability for the regular rooms. And the family suites are going for about two fifty, three fifty a night. Right, which is about you can fit five people on the pile. You also right. right, but I'm just saying that uh, you know we got to see what the price of a regular room is. But she was comparing it to five people okay. in the poly compared to an art of animation. Wow, that's surprising. Yeah, because uh, twenty three, you know, for the, these, I'm looking at June seventeenth through the twenty second, twenty three eighty five. At Art of Animation in a family suite. That's the room. That's the room price. That's not a package. That's not your ticket. Right. Yet. And then Pop Century is coming in at nine hundred and thirty-three dollars, but uh, I think that's for a standard room. It is. And uh, Disney's Coronado Springs coming in at fifteen oh two for the same week. And again, I think that's for a standard. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a standard room king bed. Um, Usually, it works out to be slightly more than two value rooms. For a suite. Oh, for a family suite? For a family suite. Yeah, a family suite is what, just a bigger room with a sofa and a fold-out and two beds? Or is well, it two fam- more than one room? The family suite at the All-Stars is actually, there's a separate room for the king bed. Mm-hmm. The bathroom is common. And then there's the living room area, which has fold-out uh, furniture for the extra people. And there's another bathroom, and you've got two TVs. And you've got your little kitchen here. I liked it when I stayed there. I thought Where it was, was this? All Star Music. All Star Music. Okay. That'll be a nice option, though. I guess eventually, if the price goes down. And if you're into that kind of theming, yeah, you know, like Cars Land, I'm sure that's going to be quite. Oh, it's Cars be is going to be yeah. In the Little Mermaid. Little area. Mermaid. I'm anxious to see the pool areas and how they're going to work that Lion King. Finding Nemo. I hope they have, they have like pool. a pride rock out over the pool. I know, wouldn't that be cool? I know. Or a little Nemo area with little reefs and probably next to a little mermaid. I think it sounds cool. Yeah. Okay. That's me. That's my rapid fire. 
Thank you, Teresa. Kevin. Tables in Wonderland is having a special event on Saturday, February 25th. It's called the Design and Display Warehouse. <coughs> it's a special dinner and uh, events operation design and display team. The people re- for responsible. Good lord. The people responsible for designing the themes for conventions and special events held at Walt Disney World. They're going to come up with concepts and follow them all the way through with the construction of the props and the sets of the events. Guests at the dinner will be able to view Disney history, such as the Nautilus from 20,000 Leagues and Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Dinner, and I've been told it's actually not a dinner, more of a reception. There will be open seating, and you'll be able to walk around and get whatever you like. Props. I can take props away. You can. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride will probably be hard, but... I'm sure we'll have a bag big enough for it to fit in. (laughs) Things like white rabbit rainbow carrot vichy with fresh dill served in drink me vessels. Drink Drink me vessels. vessels. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's from Alice in Wonderland. Carved caterpillar hookah smoked turkey breast with mini pita. Uh, Monsters inspired fungus melted raclette of cheese with cornichons. Fungus? Fungus is just mushroom. Yeah. Okay, but don't call it fungus. Sounds like something on call your it, foot. Call it a mushroom. <laughs> well, I think that's the idea. This is the Pixar section of the... the it's the mush, uh, monsters-inspired fungus melted cheese. Oh, okay. All right. Toy Story, Toy Story inspired Mr. Prickle Pants quick pickled tuna on soft tacos. Mm. Uh, Walt's legacy will be Mickey Mac and cheese with crispy uh, pork belly and heirloom tomato. Gross. Minnie's chicken and well, crispy pork belly is nothing but really good bacon. I was just going to say that sounds good. Minnie's chicken and phyllo pot pie bites, and mm. then there's going to be a good versus evil with chilled poblano smoked pork tenderloin with red apple chutney and charred flatbread. The cost is ninety five dollars per person. Now, when I first got this email, I quickly said to John, I want to go. Do you want to go? And he said, yes. So we made reservations for four people. Figured we would ask you if you guys wanted to go. Uh, This was about a week ago. I got a call from Tables in Wonderland yesterday verifying my reservation and that we were indeed able to get those four reservations. I asked if it would be possible to add a couple more people to it. And I was told this event sold out within hours. And that there is a waiting list of 400 people. Oh, wow. If they want to be put at the end of 400 people. Now, this is limited to 100 people. I've been told there's some special information about this event. It's not being held at Walt Disney World. It's being held at a warehouse off Disney property. I've been told it's located somewhere near Florida Mall. Transportation from the parks is not going to be available. Wow. And again, it's... One of those things that if you get one of these emails and it's something you're interested in, you have to act quickly. Yeah. I bet it's one of those warehouses you can see off the 528. Probably. I bet it is. I was told it was. she was very charming. She was funny. She said I would be given information on how to get to the event much closer to the event. Are they going to blindfold you? And- yeah. <laughs> I was told that even though this was not on Walt Disney World property, it was still considered backstage and absolutely no cameras, right. including cell phones would be allowed. So we can't even bring our cell phones in. She didn't say that. She did say you couldn't take pictures. You can have your cell phone. You just can't look like you're taking pictures. So I think it sounds like fun. It's from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Again, it's limited to 100 people. And while the menu sounds um, 
kind of out there. I think it sounds like fun, and it's a, you, I guess it's a walk around and kind of a tasting thing. But they said there would be enough seating for everyone. And are they going to have chairs for you? Yeah, there's going to be tables and chairs for everybody. <laughs> there's a hundred people and twelve chairs. <laughs> Yeah, she did tell me that the tables were big enough to hold five people. So I figure there's enough room for 20 tables then. I always want to meet the person who comes up with, like, these names for the menus and stuff. Like, what kind of person are they in real life? I think it's kind of clever. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. It's all inspired. uh, There's an an Alice in Wonderland um, area. There's a Pixar area, Walt's Legacy, Good vs. Evil, and Steampunk Dessert. Okay. Well, we'll have a report on that after we do it, I'm sure. Thank you very much for that, Kevin. John? I have some late-breaking, very exciting podcast 3.0 news. Oh, really? Even Pete doesn't know about it. No, I don't. He does not know about this. I know. Kevin knows. We have. You live with him. I don't tell him everything. We have secured a couple of guests for our cruise. We're very excited about Kevin Kidney and Jody Daly. Really? Right. The two the two artists who have created a nostalgic and classic Disney Parks merchandise for both Disneyland's 55th anniversary and Walt Disney World's 40th anniversary. I love their stuff. They recently did all of the Mary Blair-inspired stuff oh, okay. for Disney's 40th anniversary. They, uh, oh, I had that. Go back. I have that. You have the popcorn box. So this I have is... I have the coffee mug that looks like a paper cup. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what they're going to do is um, they are going to do a, uh, a little seminar. They're going to do a question and answer session for us. And we are working with Disney Cruise Line. Thank you very much. I'm getting a standing ovation. And we are working with Disney Cruise Line to get some merchandise on board. So what oh, we're, wow. we're hoping that Disney Cruise Line will sell the merchandise so that they can do an autograph session. But I'm going to encourage people that if you have your yeah, own yeah. pieces and you're going to be on the cruise, bring them so that they can sign your own pieces. So They were very, very nice. We met them at the 40th anniversary event. They were one of the artist signings. Mm. Just terrific. And I slipped them a business card and told them we wanted to take them on a cruise with us. So we're very excited. To have awesome. I uh, just want to mention that Podcast Cruise 3.0 is sold out. Sold out, people. However, we are starting to see some cancellations. It always happens towards... Final payment. If you want to get put on a wait list, email Tracy. It's T R A C E Y H at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. She'll put you on a wait list, and as people cancel, and if you want to get moved in. Or you can just call John. His number is. Exactly. Put my number out there. So we're very excited to have them. We think it's going to be very cool. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right. That will do it for Rapid Fire, and that will also do it for this segment. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another episode of The Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, folks. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes.